2: I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kid God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here at 5 to 8 and 9 a.m., but also in parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m., on station KBVU TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m., on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m., on station KOTR TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m., on station KACY, Channel 9 in El Central California and New Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m., on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God, Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the Temple of Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Cali for 97 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans, Jr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins. that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we celebrate Thanksgiving Day, a time set aside to give thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ for all that He has done, doing, and going to do. Yes, saints and friends, we have much to thank him for, not only on Thanksgiving, but every day. Above all, we thank him for his love and sacrifice that provided the way for the salvation of our souls. To start our musical program, the church choir will sing, Thank You, Lord. They are led by choir director Emilia Hahn and accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Bachel Carter on the organ. Our next number is by the church band that will play an old time favorite entitled, There Shall Be Showers of Blessings, directed by yours truly. Truly, when we place our trust in the Lord, obey His words, and let Him have His way, we know He will shower us with His wonderful blessings, and when He does, He blesses us pressed down and overflowing, where there is no more room to receive it. Our soloist today is Seneca Rose Hahn, who will bring forth a song simply titled Grace. She is accompanied by Tiarei Summers on the piano, Mason Asano Sr. on the guitar, and associate pastor Marvin Bing on the bass.
3: living. Making my face, you walk in the park. It's the part that burns in my heart and keeps me hanging.
2: on the church choir to sing their second song entitled, I Want to Thank You, Jesus. Please join in and sing along with our choir following the words at the bottom of your screen. Our instrumental selection is a flute solo by Sally Sparcalf, who will play a rendition of Thankful. She's accompanied by it also by Trusty Associates Bass, and Sprout Senior on the guitar and Iris Lop on the drums. Up next is a vocal duet sung by Susie Bass, and Marvin, and Shirley Bing. With blended voices, they will sing, Let's Just Praise the Lord. They are accompanied by yours truly on the piano. This song is dedicated to Mrs. Helen O'Connor. May the joy and love of the Lord be upon your heart and mind today and every day thereafter. Have a wonderful and blessed day.
0: from above we've been, we've been- And praise alone. Just the precious name of Jesus is worthy of our praise. Let us bow.
4: And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. These telecasts will now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 228 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our Gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on jesuscomingsoon.org. And now, concerning our schedule of Gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. And prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamakee Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches, as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Virio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balongo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines.
2: We have all won victories in one way or another. Yes, viewers, we should praise and thank God for them. However, many tend to seek the Lord only in time of need. We forget the greater picture, which is our responsibility to serve and please God. We fail in this endeavor because, as humans, we tend to regard the Lord only in terms of how He can serve and please us. At some point in time, we reverse the role of God and man. Therefore, one step towards rectifying the existing situation is to make the reading of God's Word an important and major part of our lives. After all, His Word is a lamp unto our feet, and His Word is forever settled in heaven. I pray, viewers, my sermon thank you, Lord, who serve its purpose and draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and bring to memory our obligations to Him. When I wake up in the morning, I thank the Lord that he has given me another day to live. And every morning thereafter, upon awakening, I can say, Thank you, Lord, that I can hear. Thank you, Lord, that I can see. Thank you, Lord, for my wonderful family. Thank you, Lord, for the daily food. Reading 1 Timothy 4, 4, 4-5. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Naked we came into this world, naked we will exit it. And finally, thank you, Lord, for the salvation of our souls, the greatest gift that God has given us. Read in John 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. When we are born into this world, we have physical life which lasts until we die. When we are born again, we receive eternal life through the new birth. It never ends, for when our bodies die at the end of our physical life, we who have been truly born of water and of the Spirit and walking in the light and enduring until the end will go to heaven to be with God and go on living that eternal life which we start here upon earth. Eternal life is more than quantity, it is quality also. It is the life of Christ in the believer. What is thanksgiving anyway? It is just falling down upon our knees, saying thank you Lord, in other words of appreciation and praises to Him for a job well done. Thanksgiving is an act of giving thanks, an expression of gratitude, especially to God. Thanksgiving Day is a national holiday set apart for giving thanks to God, and it is celebrated on the fall Thursday of November. It is our giving thanks only a yearly ritual. It seems that Thanksgiving should be a daily ritual rather than a designated day. Listen to 1 Thessalonians five eighteen: In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Therefore... The fall Thursday of November should not be the only day set aside to give thanks. We should be thankful just for the breath of life. Just imagine if God woke up and filled our food cabinets only once a year. God breathed life into us as we read in Genesis 2 7, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Yes, our God will supply all of our needs through Christ Jesus according to his riches in glory. There are many today who don't even give thanks to God for the material things that have been provided for them. We must give God the glory for the homes we have and the automobiles we drive. Giving thanks in everything is a command of God. Thanksgiving has always been a day of special significance in America and many parts of the world. When the pilgrims observed the first Thanksgiving, they did so in the Spirit of God. Reading Psalms 92, 1 and 2. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O most high, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. These men who were devout and prompted by the word of God paused to thank Almighty God, something that is lacking today in our homes, schools, businesses, and so forth. As we look back into history, we find there are many years when no Thanksgiving Day was observed. The pilgrims celebrated the first Thanksgiving Day in October 1621. From that time on, it was a regular custom to have one day a year set aside for a day of Thanksgiving. However, many prefer to use Thanksgiving as a day of gluttony and revelry, eating and drinking and being merry, rather than a day of humbling themselves before God and thanking Him for many material and spiritual blessings that they know and enjoy. This Thanksgiving will find most of us in warm fellowship with friends and loved ones. gathered round a table filled with delectable dishes. With so much to eat, everyone will most likely end up much more stuffed than the turkey ever was. Vowing never to eat again. Yes, people have forgotten what Thanksgiving really means. Many think in terms of material blessings. For what value would material blessings be without the love of God, the love of family and of friends, or without the freedom to enjoy them? Many are saying to God, thank you, Lord, but we no longer need you. We have everything. To the born-again believers who believe and know the truth, Thanksgiving is every day, not only one day out of a year. Many have been taught that Thanksgiving originated with the pilgrims of New England in 1621. The Bible tells us that the first annual National Thanksgiving Day on the record, celebrated by any nation, was in all probability that which was instituted in about 1491 B.C. by Moses for the children of Israel and observed by them 40 years later. Israel's National Thanksgiving Day was like ours in that it was observed at the close of harvest, and its aim was to give thanks for the bounteous harvest. It was a time for feasting and offering gifts to God and included giving alms to the poor. It was called Pentecost because it became just 50 days after the beginning of harvest. The word Pentecost means 50. It was also called the Feast of Weeks. Reading Leviticus 23, 15 to 16. And it shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that he brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow, after the seventh Sabbath, shall be number 50 days, and he shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. Thus, we have a biblical picture of a thanksgiving day, the kind that is pleasing in the sight of God, because it signified both an expression of gratitude by acknowledging and confessing with gladness and praise the benefits and mercies which God bestowed upon the people and a giving of alms and offerings, as a thanks offering for blessings received. God wanted the children of Israel to have a time of praise and thanksgiving at every special occasion. We read Psalms 118, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, because His mercy endureth forever. Jesus taught the people to return thanks when He thanked God and broke the loaves and divided the fish to feed the multitude. He thanked God again when He instituted the Lord's Supper. The Apostle Paul emphasized the importance of giving thanks when he wrote in Philippians 4:6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. Many Christians bow their heads in restaurants and public places and give thanks for the food that has been placed before them. However, many are forgetting this custom. Everything we receive from God is good, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Even at Thanksgiving, only a few will pause to give thanks to God. We go on living from day to day, eating and drinking and making merry without any thoughts of gratitude. Let us hope and pray that as a nation, we will go on praising the Lord, remembering what King Solomon said in Proverbs fourteen thirty-four, righteousness exalted a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. We should all pause despite our problems and burdens or blessings to give thanks, remembering that it is God who gives us wealth and not we ourselves. Reading Deuteronomy 8, 10, 17 to 18. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. And thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which is swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. The great economic and material prosperity we are enjoying today is a gift of God. We are the richest nation in the world. The material blessings are good, but the spiritual blessings are more rewarding. Did not Jesus say in Matthew six thirty-three, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, yeah, seek the spiritual things first, and the material things will follow. There are many today who come during the night to seek spiritual blessings and witness the wonderful works of God during our divine healing services. They see devils cast out and the mere mention of the name Jesus. Asthmatics have been healed, lumps in the breast have been disappeared, and a host of other wonderworking miracles have occurred. Other applicants are being prayed over upon being anointed with oil in the name of Jesus. Many, after seeing the wonderful work of the Lord, marvel at the power of God and acknowledge that Jesus is the healer, the mighty physician who has never lost a case. And truly, God has always been manifest in the very person of Jesus Christ. After seeing these miracles, many who only came for healing realized that they had to be born again, repent of their sins, and take on His name in water baptism. In the Apostolic Faith Church, we give them some very explicit instructions regarding being born again. Listen to John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized in water by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. According to Acts two thirty-eight. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in an unknown tongue, the only sign according to the Bible, which confirms one has been filled with the Holy Ghost. Outside the name of Jesus, none can be saved. Acts 4, 12 states, neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Did you know the Holy Ghost was given on the day of Thanksgiving? What a great and wonderful Thanksgiving Day gift it was. Don't you agree? No wonder Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 9, 15, thanks be unto God for this unspeakable gift. Because Thanksgiving Day is associated with harvest, it is a reminder to us of God's great and blessed promises. Genesis 8, 22 states, While the earth remaineth, sea time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Thus, that first Thanksgiving day, after the resurrection of our Lord, or the day of Pentecost, which was the first Thanksgiving day of the New Testament church, was the actual fulfillment of what a great promise which had been given to Abraham. Reading Genesis, the 15th chapter, in the first verse, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, I am thy exceeding great reward. Here God had promised himself to Abraham, and the fulfillment of it would be in Abraham's children, both according to flesh and according to faith. Galatians 3, 7 tells us, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And those who believe and have been born again are also of Abraham's spiritual seed. Therefore, there are spiritual Israelites. David, in his psalms of thanksgiving, uttered these words in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 8 and 29. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Psalm sixty-eight, nineteen, tells us, blessed be the Lord who daily loaded us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. He not only loads us with benefits, but reminds us daily not to forget those benefits. What are some of the benefits we have received from the Lord? They are the salvation of our souls, the promise of eternal life, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the healing of our bodies and souls, and other benefits, too numerous to count. As the lyrics of a certain song go, count your blessings, Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God hath done. Count your many blessings. And it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Psalm 100 is known as the joyful psalm. Read verses 1 to 3. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with thanks singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is He that had made us, and now we are ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. We make a joyful noise by clapping our hands during choruses where the congregation sings because we are a spirited and lively church, singing praises unto Him and shouting unto God with a voice of triumph. Therefore, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. The Lord wants to breathe upon every soul so that everyone can receive the Holy Ghost, which only He can give and is given to them that obey him. read in Acts 2, 39, For the promise unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And God is calling a people out of a people to form his true church, of which he is still the head. God is long-suffering and not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Immorality and corruption are still the rule of many today. These are perilous times, and though many have the form of godliness, they deny the power thereof. In other words, many believe in God, but serve the gods of this world, such as money, lust, worldly amusement, and so forth, making them lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. In these days of uncertainty and confusion, To all who have received the gift of His Son, He also gives the gifts of peace and joy, power, courage, and hope. How can we understand and fully appreciate the abundance we enjoy? Is there some way to measure the gifts that God has given us? The initial things that come to mind are usually those that we can see, taste, and touch. That is, the material things. These are easy to measure because we can assign a dollar value to each of them. But if our thanks stop there, how shallow they be indeed. The greater gifts are endowments and benefits which are difficult to measure because they are intangible. God gave us a gift, a blessing beyond our measure. In our behalf, He offered His Son who paid for our sins at Calvary. Thanksgiving includes recognition of this very special debt that cannot be repaid. The Word of God tells us that the very goodness of God should lead us to repentance. We should fall upon our knees and call upon His name. Thus we read in Philippians 2, verses 10 through 11, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Bowing of the knee has not come to pass yet, but it shall come to pass. When Jesus Christ comes back to this earth to rule and reign. When we speak of thanksgiving, we come to the word generosity, one of the marks of a true born-again Christian. Some people think only of money, especially when the preacher speaks of generosity and they tend to shy away from anything that is even remotely connected to this subject. But generosity includes more than making a liberal gift. What is generosity? It is the act of doing more than is expected of someone. When one does more, he has been very generous. Thus to me, my viewers, I say, when you tithe, you do that which is expected of you. When you go beyond that, you may be called generous. Let us recollect some examples of generosity. Paul was a strict Pharisee who adhered to the law of Moses and cared for no one but himself and his narrow beliefs. After Jesus transformed Paul on the dusty road to Damascus, His life and heart were open to all men. He ministered to all classes of people. In one city, they stoned him and left him for dead. Later, he returned to minister to those very same people. That was indeed an act of generosity. Paul was so generous-hearted that he would do anything necessary to win souls for Jesus. Like his master and savior, Jesus, he generously gave of himself to others. And how about the Good Samaritan? Do you remember the man who went to Jericho, then fell among thieves, was wounded, and robbed? The Levite and the priest passed upon the road on the opposite side of the victim. But the good Samaritan went straight to him, saved the life of the man, and took care of him. The Samaritan was supposed to be a man who despised the Jews, but he showed his generosity by his loving attitude towards this man. He put aside all hatred and prejudices and generously gave of himself to a man who hated him. The Samaritan had the right spirit. Isn't that just like Jesus? Today a person can be calling for help and no one will respond. Jesus posed a question to a lawyer. As you read in Luke 10, 36 37, Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. I say amen to that. And speaking about prejudice, there was no narrowness in Jesus. He looked with love upon Jew and Gentile, rich and poor, bond and free. He saw their needs and responded to them. He gave himself generously to everyone. Jesus would stop to help any man who might have been in need, no matter what his country or creed. Let a sinful woman cry out. While others may say stoner, Jesus would lift her up and help her to lead a better life, by instructing her, go and sin no more. Thus, viewers, if you want to follow him, you must bear the marks of generosity. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Here's an important question for each of you. To whom are we to be generous? Sometimes we are tremendously ungenerous to the ones we love the most. Remember, charity begins at home. We ought, we to, be, we ought to be generous. The answer is because God has been generous to us. He has opened the windows of heaven and have poured out his blessings upon us and our loved ones. Thus, dear viewers, why not make your thanksgiving complete by accepting Jesus as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? We should make this Thanksgiving Day a day to remember by kneeling and giving humble and sincere thanks from the heart to God for all the bountiful blessings he has poured upon us. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the Church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Pastor Billy Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. To conclude our telecast, the church band will play the uplifting song titled Count Your Blessings.